This is the Levels Network. I'm Justin Hornor, joined by the Triple OG, Widamu Mason, and the dogs are back. Oh! <laughs> Puppy Power and Felmore. Oh, oh. Uh, trials were back on the weekend, mate. Uh, it's good to uh, actually have some footy back. Um, just to let everyone know, we've got the YouTube questions as per. Uh, I'm going to run over five of the games. I've seen the Bulldog Storm trial. I've seen the Indigenous games, obviously. I caught all the Saturday games, but super, I missed. Super duper Saturday it was. Super duper. It was a <laughs> oh, lot of footy. Got me. There's a lot of footy on Saturday. Uh, and then there were a couple of games on Sunday yeah. as well, mate. Um, we'll get to. I'll get you to just run me through the Tigers and Warriors game in yeah. Christchurch. I loved. I, I seen the KO mini of it, so I've. I, I sort of seen all the main tr- the the tries and uh, the send off in particular. Mm. Um, but we've also got some really good questions in here as well. But uh, apart from that, how was your weekend, mate? How was very, your break? Very cruisy. Um, I was saying to you before, like I had an infection on my elbow last week, so I didn't really do much. I didn't train. I couldn't get after it. So I was just laying at home. I had a few things, obviously some obligations with the podcast. And then this time last week, we're on that boat. I don't think that helped it that much. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, sort of come good uh, on the weekend. So I just stayed home for the family and just watched a heap of footy. Got my footy fix in proper. Yeah. Yeah, like watch about 80% of the games, right? Yeah, yeah. Just sort of died off. Super sad they got me. The last game, like South and I got to the South and St. George's Charity Shield and I was a tough got to half time. So this is a tough carry. I messaged you on the group, so this is a tough carry. Who do, you, who do you reckon got the tougher carry? Us going through this for podcast purposes or being a Dragons fan? <laughs> I thought that see, I, I spoke to Ogre yesterday. Yeah. And he goes, oh, it's something about St. George. I said, no, they, they went good. Like, watch the first half. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't watch the whole game, okay. right? And I said, so don't just, just watch. He would have watched the mini or something yeah. like that or the highlights. I said, no, 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 watch watch the first half. Yep. If you're a St. George supporter, you're like, fuck, these guys are going after it. I'll, They're all right. Good, because I've got some points about that as well. I was thinking the and same. I, and I'm only going off the halves, about yeah. 50 or 60 minutes, and then I just wrap it in trials because then they chuck all the young kids on and then it's it, you don't even worry about it. Yeah, there were some, like, some kids to watch out for for, for sure, yeah. but for the majority, they're not going to play big parts. No. Like Even if you are excited about some 19, 20-year-old kid, specifically it. in the Canberra and Parramatta game, I was excited about a few kids, but you could still see... There is indeed levels to this shit. Well, you always look at, like, just say a lot of Bulldog supporters that I'm friends with, like, straight on the chat, we're back. Yeah, we're going to win the comp. I said, boys, boys, just chill. Yeah. Give, it to round, give it to round eight. Yeah. Give it to round eight. Eight to ten. Then, we'll, then we can just sort of go, nah, fuck it. We're going hard. We celebrate sevens, nines, whatever it is. Yeah, it was, God love them because they're just waiting yes. for hope, right, this club. Yep. And they and the young fellas, they just they gave them some hope. Well, that's the – good. It's just good for the club. And I saw a lot of comments like, like – on our chat, and I'm like, dude, you're not missing. You're missing the bigger picture. Here. Like, there's a bunch of young kids coming through the system at the Bulldogs mm. that are Bulldogs juniors. Yeah, they've got to play at Belmore and win a game. Get a dub against that, the storm. Against the storm. Good like, culture. do you understand how big that is? It just might be some of these guys' biggest career. Like, their whole the biggest thing, the biggest achievements. Some don't play first grade like, properly, yeah, so this a is lot a great won't. achievement for so a lot like, of people. So, like, just to have that built into them already now, winning a game at Belmore against Storm. Young kids, 18, 19, bit of a crowd. Yeah. That's what builds stuff. You yeah. want to play for the club. I could tell, like, even with you, Tex, and how proud you were of them. Yeah. Just because how much I know yeah, it means Yeah, because we look, we, we, we've watched these young kids come through the grades the last mm. two or three years. Mm. And it's good to see them get a reward. 
I don't care about the result or anything like that, but it was good that they got a result, set up a few tries at the end, so it was good. No, specifically, you mentioned Belmore. I could tell that means yeah. a lot to you, like going through like well, the grades. Of, and yeah, well, a lot of these guys, so we never got a people chance. People might not understand what that's like. So for, understand when I come through the grades in 98 and 99, they already signed a deal with Homebush, mm. right? So Belmore was a sacred ground since like, I don't know, like maybe the 40s or 50s. Don't quote me on that. But um, so everyone was – we all looked at Belmore as like the sacred sort of ground for a, for a Bulldogs player. We never got to play at that ground, mm. all right? So from 2000, 2008, I was at um, – Showground? At the showground yep. at, and at Homebush. Like we were averaging like 30,000, 36,000 a year for a couple of those years yeah. at Homebush. Imagine filling that at a Bank West. Yeah. Like it would have been unstoppable at Belmore, man. Yep. Unstoppable. And then, then I think they went back to Belmore in the 2010s. Yep. I wasn't at the club. Yeah. So you got to watch these other people get that and it pissed us off. Like they, our era, like, fuck. Because cool we just imagine like just playing at Belmore. Because I only got to play at Belmore in Jersey Flag. Yeah. That's it. Never. Any, in a, yeah, no, they're just like a Jersey <laughs> Flag line. But um, yeah, that was it. And then just playing, watching them come through the grades and getting that experience at Belmore. I didn't get it. Yeah. So I love that they got to do that. Yeah. And also like me and you, um, we've got a lot of respect for people that have been for us, but like, I'm the same with you. I love the traditional, yeah. the culture around playing it. Yeah. Like, even though I didn't have that much success, even in New South Wales Cup coming through, like I love playing at Leichhardt. I love playing at Brookie before I become a Manly player. Um, some of those suburban grounds that. What about when uh, at Parra when you were coming through the system? Yeah, Parra. Like Parramatta yeah. Stadium was first the Bulldogs back in the day. Best. It's the shit. Yeah. It was I best. playing there on a Sunday. It was madness. Yeah. I used to love it. It was. It was Packed house. Yeah, they're the games that I miss. The Sunday games at, uh, at Power Oval against uh, <laughs> against Parramatta so Bulldogs, two thousand two, three, four, five, six. It was um, several heavy games there, man. But it's just the tradition of it. Leichhardt got to play at Brookie as a Manly fan. Newcastle, all those grounds, man. It's, it's a special. It's special because we, I think, we get really nostalgic as ex players because sure. we were young kids. Like me as a young kid, going into Marathon Stadium, it was called like mm. watching the Knights play. Like, yeah. I was like, Fuck, this is the shit. And then I was that dude. Like, I lived those dreams that, like, I wanted to live, you know. That's why, like, I can always look at it as a younger kid's perspective. Yeah. Even though I'm awesome, 43. They don't, they don't think that. They just think you're just an old dude. That just fucking, just, you're just here. Fucking OG. Yeah. Triple OG. Um, speaking of OG, speaking of dogs, I got after it this morning. Yeah, nice. Me and Nettie Brockman. Um, Tell the people what you're doing. You're doing a triathlon. Oh, yeah. So I've got a triathlon coming up uh, this week. You've always weekend. got something on. People. I've always, yeah. I, look, I always little like goals. having little challenges. Me and you are big on it's this, mate. We like to, um, I think in particular, when we're start, you know, starting this together a year ago, it's probably the most consistent I've ever been post footy for yeah. sure. Um, and I always like little challenges and uh, no better than uh, the great and powerful Ned Brock. Ned Brockman, uh, pounding the pavement with him. So I did a podcast last week with the boys. So I don't, I don't know if you would have seen this. Um, Kempi and uh, and Guru and, and a super coach, they did a podcast preview for like seven hours and 40 minutes. And how you do it, boys. That's Shout out to the boys. a long time. So the Hello Sports took the mickey out of them yeah. and just wanted to break it by like <laughs> – Ten minutes. Break it. They did it. They did it. But so it's very petty, but I love it. It's so good. So, but in in saying that, they did get so Kempy's still a part of it, no matter what, because he he come he did the first hour. Um, Ned Brockman did the second hour, and I come in for a couple of hours after that, and we sort of crossed paths with Nettie. And I've met Nettie before uh, at an event that the boys did at Hello Sports, but I was like, fuck, I'd love to. I'd love to have a trot with you. You know, like. I uh, sort of told him about my journey and, and how I'm doing a little bit more running. We've got the, you know, we've, yeah. at, we've been doing the run club in, in the off season. Um, and he just goes, yeah, set, set a, he goes, oh, well, t- 
had a few texts back and forth last week, Monday morning, 5 a.m., let's go. Yeah, nice. So 5 a.m. you got you this morning. 5 a.m., Nice. Yeah. We got after it and uh, I broke my personal – my PB by – Roughly two and a half minutes. Do you think it's because he's there and you want to like you want to? It was hundred yeah. percent. So he 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 couldn't run ten k in his sleep. Right, ten k is kiddies to him. But generally, uh, he he does it like it's like his um he does it at pretty much every day ten kilometers, and he's generally around like forty three minutes 40, 40, 43, 44, and that's just him cruising on a normal day. For 10K. My best is 40, 49 minutes, right? Mm. So 49. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be running with him. There's no way, like, I can't be at that pace. Of, of, so I had a bit of nerves. I had a bit of anxiety last night before I was going to bed, getting ready for it. I got 46.54. That's mad. I beat my uh, personal best by two and a half minutes, about two and a half minutes. How, how, long, how, how far is two and a half minutes, you reckon? Uh, at that pace, at that pace, well, three hundred meters. No, nah, more than that. Probably, probably five, six, five, six hundred. Massive. Then. So, so four, four hours and forty minutes per kilometer. Right. That's what we're That's doing. Solid. That's the pace. And it was mad. He, uh, he, he was talking me. He was talking me through the whole way. We had good chat for the first five k, and then I hit the wall. Yeah. I hit the wall hard. Like we, we're going at this pace because generally, like I could do. 5k at that pace and be done but i've never been able to maintain that past it so he understood that i started to struggle and then he just went into full fucking motivational mode like oh, come on big mad. dog yeah it was sick you would love it <laughs> he's going big dog you're traveling you fucking let's go let's go you know kept on ticking over and i was just giving him one word answers after a while but we had a good <laughs> chat going for about five and then he, he goes i'm gonna hit some music for us i'm like fucking hit the music so so he's cranking we're running through uh centennial park yeah pitch black can't see anything um, hardly anyone there, and we've just got this music pumping. Ned's got me going, um, and he and and he could hear like my my breathing started to get really heavy. And he straight away at the six k mark, he goes, "Look, here's the target. We've got a hill coming up. Let's pull it back, get some rhythm, and let's have a crack to finish off." So he got me through like a kilometer, and I was like eight kilometers. I fucking wanted to stop so bad. Yeah. Uh, but when you run with a guy it's like good, Ned, but man, yeah. He goes, That's good for you, bro. That's, uh, it was that's sick. Mad. It was sick. And he goes, let's go now. And we, we finish off the last couple of K and uh, got the PB. Oh, and Eddie Brockman. I, I, didn't, I didn't look at my watch too, like within the last couple of K, because I didn't want to sort of just wig myself out. But yeah. I knew I was on – you know when you're you had traveling. You're like, you know I have to be. Yeah, like I'm running next to Ned. His pay, like He looks like he's in a good rhythm. And like if I'm keeping up with him, I'm, I'm doing all right. But I didn't want to wig myself out. So um, shout out to the uh, – the goat, he's such a good dude, That's man. Good, he's man. got some big things coming up too, so I'm excited to see what that is for him. Um, he's got that on. He'll be keeping that under wraps mm. to let everyone know. And shout out to Ned's Milk as well. Um, in saying that, the Run Club, um, it's just going to be too hard throughout the season. So it was yeah. good. It was good for us to do that during the off season. Yeah. Um, a really great way of connecting with our fans. Um, super proud of a lot of people that turned up and ran with us on Sundays. But I told the group. <laughs> This will be our what last do you, what do you think? One. It's just too hard, mate. Like we've got too many games of footy. Um, specifically when I was – I didn't realise until I was watching the game on um, Thursday night how – Draining? <laughs> no, I've got to flip my body clock again. Yeah. You know what? Right? Because we've been waking up. We've been training early. Like I did the run with uh. Ned this morning at five. But generally like I'm up about six o'clock. We, we go and train at the E-Lab sometimes yeah. or I do a, a strong dad with Braith or – all these different little sessions. 
I'm in bed by eight o'clock normally. So yeah. when the footy when the footy was on, Yo, you were dead. I'm like the charity shield just starting. You're like I'm fucked. I went to bed at I went to bed at halftime of the Indigenous game. Right. Had to get up, watch it early in the morning, the second half. So I put my phone on because I could see your messages coming through <laughs> for you, like yeah. still updating us on the game. So I put it on aeroplane mode. So I couldn't read any of the messages and I got up, watched the second half before I had to go do the Moles Club with Missile on Saturday morning. Right, yeah, you're... So I had to be across it before I got to the you game. You have to, man. So I, I need to... Balance, my friend. I, I need balance to, I need it to out. Balance. I need a little bit more sleep in the morning. So I'm going to put it put it on the back burner. We'll do a, I'll do a run... do it once a month or something like something that. Something like That's that. Just, 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 you know, we can just put it on here. We tell people when to get after it and all that kind of stuff. For like, sure. It'll so be- we're getting after it all the time. Even though I was trained this morning, we feel... I feel someone said, when do you do this podcast? Like lunchtime, two o'clock, three? I'm like, eight in the morning. Yeah. Like, hey, you like that eight in the morning? I said... <laughs> Bro, both of us are fucking pumped. We this get up, we train, we're fucking after it. By the time we get here, it's woo. This is the best time for us. Fucking oh. Whenever we're done afternoons, if I you've watched some of it, if you've watched our content in the in the past and you've thought we've we're on a downer, mm. that's because we're we filming are. it at five PM. <laughs> and we are. <laughs> and we're tired as <laughs> yeah. fuck. But I'm in a good mood. You know why? It's because we just had a lick of this too before mm. my run. We've got the BSC energy drinks, uh, the ultimate solution of boosting focus and mental Yanny. performance. I'm telling you. It got me through the first 5K, so I I'm was out. pumped. I'm out. I need more. Smash it. Have a crack. And we're, we're actually right. Oh, so you need some more as well. I've messaged yeah. the gang. Yeah, same. Well, I've used them all. I'm <laughs> done. I'm done. BSC sent us about three cases each, and we've pumped them over the last couple of weeks because we genuinely believe in them, and Money we've been the using them. Hey. Our little mate, Lukey, getting ready for his fight. Um, Me pouring that down his gob after on April twenty seventh at Gold Coast Convention Center has yeah. been pumping him as well. He's yeah. requested him as well. So shout out to the team. Obviously, yeah. Greg Pico, uh, Taj is going to send us out a couple more cases because Chloe, honestly, mate, machines. like we talk about it, it's because we believe in the product yeah. and it's a great product and it, and it gets us going and we're able to achieve. Uh, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's just getting ready for uh, the podcast early in the morning, yeah. give us that focus, <laughs> eat lab. Anything. It's an e-lab session. It's a, a, you know, a spa session for Lukey getting ready for his boxing or it's running 10 of the best with the great and powerful Ned Brockman. That's fucking solid, man. Um, Don't as, call me out, Ned. I will not run 10K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Ned's, a, Ned's a busy man and for him to take his uh, time out of his schedule to run 10 nice. with me when nice. like, you know, realistically, he's got some big things coming up and that's like a, He's got. He has to slow down to be with me, so I really appreciate it. Um, staying on appreciation, our uh, YouTube subscribers, 21K. There we go, mate. Yes. Boom. We finally got off that 20K mark, so thank you to everyone that subscribed. really helps the show, so make sure you continue to do that, and that means continuing to follow us on Instagram. 29.2. I said we'll get to 30K before Vegas. Easy. We've got two weeks. Let's fucking go for both of them. 52K on TikTok. And make sure you subscribe on Apple and Spotify. All right, mate, you ready to go? Get yeah. in the show. Got some good YouTube questions here. All right, my question is around systems and culture. I'm a para fan and for many years now, no matter who is appointed at board level, made head coach or players recruited, para always have the same consistency issues and stigma regardless of whether they where they finish on the ladder. So he's obviously alluding to last year, the year before finishing in the grand final with a loss against Panthers and not making the eight. Um 
He also alluded it was such a big test. Shout out to Seabass. There were so many layers to it, but I just thought that was important. He talked about the Melbourne culture, them losing Kenny Bromwich, Jesse Bromwich, Felice Cafusi, and Brendan Smith, Jeez. and still making a preliminary final. 800 so games. I guess when you look at the quality of player that Parramatta also lost, Murata Nikora, Isaiah Papali'i, uh, and a couple more. You're nowhere near the guys that they lost in Melbourne. It's a, it's a great point. Um, and it just shows, I think, the in my opinion, what what do you think? Because like, I've got Brad Arthur's um, win percentage record here, right? So I went and had a look and I was like, you know, like he's talked about coaches in the past. I, reckon, I think Brad's done a great job. Uh, he's 52% in the regular season. Ivan Cleary and Des Hasler at 56%. Yeah. And Brad, Brad's been around for a minute now. This is mm. year 10. Yeah. Like he's the most capped Parramatta coach of all time. So 52% is a, a great achievement. Where he differs from all the other coaches that we mentioned about two or three weeks ago, only 33% in playoffs. Yeah. So I, I guess that's where the, the next step is for Parramatta and in particular Brad Arthur and taking this culture that mm. they've got at Parramatta and taking it to the next level and probably being a little bit more consistent. Do you think, Lace? It's a hard question. I mean, like you can't – it's a good comparison because they did leave, they did lose some, some Similar, key, four to key five players, key players yeah. right, yep. And the results were prelim and not even making the eight. I know a couple of little things fell off for Parramatta during the year, but like things like that happen in, in all good clubs. For sure. It's just how you deal with them. I'm not sure how they deal with all that kind of stuff at Parramatta. You know, if they go through a big loss of players, a big turn of players, do they traditionally just fall off the blocks? Few injuries and everything, lad. Do they have the leadership in the right places? I'm not sure. I think they lost Isaiah Papali. He was a big. He was a big loss for sure. Um, Near Cora was a big loss, but they're not nothing like a Bromwich and a Kafusi and the other Bromwich and a Brandon Smith. Reed Marnie as well. And Reed Marnie. I think Reed Marnie was a big loss as well because mm. you got to replace your nine with Brendan Hands and they had some other other players as well. They brought the young kid Lussick back. Joey Lussick come back. Yeah, from England. So they just they just found some gelling problems. It's not a culture thing. Mm. And it's, and it's not a system thing. I think in the past it definitely It's a performance was. thing. I think definitely in the past before Brad – it took Brad a long time to get rid of the in-house fighting that exists at few clubs now yeah. um, and even existed at the Bulldogs I before think it's Gus gone. I it think gone. it's gone. I, so it's I, just, gone. I think it was a matter of last year, not a culture thing, not a system thing. It's a performance thing. Mm. It's a performance-based system that we're in, right? And I don't think he's just got – the, the best players were missing big chunk chunk plays. It wasn't one or two weeks. Big reg chunk plays. Moses in and uh, he had some he had some time off. Brown like it was just yeah. they couldn't really find that um, the role that they went on. They found a little bit by the end of the year and then another injury. So I don't know. It's just they didn't perform last year. I'm not looking at it as a culture any a culture thing anymore because I think it's BA's culture. So if it's anyone's problem, it's you're going to go with the coach. Yeah, and, and, I think and I'm like, it's got the players need to have some accountability, man. The, these co I know how much work coaches put in, and it's like they're giving you the playbook. You need to perform now. Mm. I'm pretty sure Parramatta's culture and everything around the the, the, the place that they got the training the environment, everybody around them, it's, it's, everything's tailored to the players for a great performance. Well, it's up to the players. Like looking at our priority positions too. In like the reason I'm, I sort of think Parramatta are going to have a bounce back season this yeah. year as well. Brad's had a, a really good – he's been really good at the past and un, not unearthing a few players, but some players were tapping into the p potential. Like we looked on the weekend, I thought Kelma Tulangi was unbelievable mm. for him um, and he was a guy I was excited for about at Manly. Yeah. But our priority positions, we looked at 
in maybe probably five or six weeks ago. Fullback Clint Gutherson. Yeah. I like Gutho. He's a. Uh, I guess they're probably looking for more of an X factor, and Gutho's versatile enough to play multiple positions. But I think if you've got Gutho, you're very happy. Dylan Brown, arguably top three six. Mitch Bozes, arguably top three, uh, probably halfback, maybe top easy three. top five, easy top five. Yeah. And their front row is as good as any front row. They just probably need someone to really step up. And you looked at a guy like Widemu Greg last year. I mm. thought he was really travelling until he got injured at the back end of the season. Yeah. But just to take that next step. But they've definitely got everything in place. Everything in, in key place. positions. Sean Lane's back. Jermaine you know, Hopgood was outstanding Hopgood was in the good. Indigenous game. I think um, they've got all the right pieces to make a proper run for it. Because once, you know, like Gutho's peak and Moses' peak is over in two or three years, they're done. They'll have to rebuild again. You know, they've got that core, those core pieces already there and in their peak right now. Yeah, Big Reg, Junior Paul, they're rep players, Moses, Dylan Brown, Gutho. They're all top five in their position. Yep. Right now, they've got all the pieces around. Like the, the outside backs are big and strong and fast. They don't have a real like, – like Panasini's a good young kid, but they don't have that real strike right centre or left centre. That's why they keep got Russell. that X-Factor work. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, you can still get the job done. Mm. You don't need a fucking prime Mark Gaznier or something like that or a Greg Inglis to get you over the line. You've got everything else. Yes. Just fucking get the job done. Yeah, I'm with you. So you- all they, they've got all the pieces – if, and even hands in, um, and Lusick now. They said you're going to pick one little hooker. Yeah, I like right? hands. He played around. I don't mind league. hands. Yeah. I didn't see much of him last year because mm. he was in and out. Like, I, think, I think he might get the run. I think defensively they like Lusick better, but um, offensively definitely hands. Because yeah. He, he, adds, he adds so much more out but of You know how up. BA likes his, his hookers, right? Mm. Just off the ground. Yeah. Off the ground. Just That's what, you know, Reed Marnie offers a lot with the ball. You know, but he just likes that delivery. Wide ball to Moses, 20, 30, I can meet a laser. Throw Hit Junior cards. Paulo at B and C, C, you know, four men. So they're already on them straight away. They cut the middles out pretty much. Yeah. To your question though, Seabass. Um, not a culture I, thing. I don't think Not a system got, thing. Performance. Yes. Just, I, it needs to be performance based now. I think they had a down year last year. I think they'll be okay again this year. I've got them as a candidate for a bounce back. I had them slightly out top of the outside of the eight, but – I wouldn't be surprised if they get inside the eight and um, with those key positions. And um, I think Brad's done a good job specifically in the last four or five years. They've been pretty consistent. They had a bad year last year, but, I, yeah, I really do think they'll bounce back. All right, this next question, mate. This is from Shire Smokers Barbecue. Uh, hey, fellas, read body shapes. We seem to be in a period where middles front rowers seem to have a pretty high value, maybe not as much as, say, halves. Uh, through the early 2000s, it's 2010, so wingers were really tall, like 6'3". Do you think that we are going to see these guys who would generally be cultivated into wingers or outside backs be pushed getting into the middle with the increased speed of the game? Is anything happening in the lower grades? This is obviously specifically to you, mates, when you go out and help a mentor of the young kids like this. There seems to be big value placed upon big fellows who can move just like Mace did once upon a time ago, uh, specifically... Adam Van Blakes, the pain mm. of the world. So, Mace, two-part question. Um, is this happening in lower grades? Can you see more of these bodies uh, specifically in the front row? And do you think that's what's going to happen? Whereas you, a guy who might have been playing maybe in the outside backs, moving in a little bit closer and then 
like a domino's effect. Yeah, I can see like the evolution of the game is, is changing. I think with if you if you go back to the wingers in the early two thousands, remember Matt Utah sort of changed the game, little stocky sort of bloke, but they were around for a little bit. He just had that real X factor. He scored some really great tries. Did um one question just quickly on yeah. it? Did did Hazem and uh, Maddie get targeted heaps? Yeah, just been because smaller wingers. Then the Israel Folau system yes. come in gotcha. and they started jumping over. Remember Maddie Singh scored four to three tries in a prelim against Matt, against Utah. And that sort of changed. Everyone's like, oh, we've got this area assault, aerial right. assault. So everyone started getting long-rangey wingers. But you needed the running power of a Matt Utai and then, like, the catching power of an Israel Flower. So it's hard to get that, right? Brian Toto is that dude now. Fuck it. There's the evolution. Of, There's the evolution. Brian Toto is Matt Utai plus fucking Israel Flower. Can still jump, eh? Can still jump out of the box. Is? Like, when you think about Toto and Taruva, they're the first ones that come to yeah. mind when I'm like, like, no one ever exposes Penrith. They're so good in the air. Yeah. So... What's the difference between a Toto and a Matty Utah? Well, they just the, the evolution was they had to jump for the ball, right? Mm. Because the wingers were still there was still the two pose and all that running around. Mm. Remember, like yep. fucking tube's been around for a minute, so he was still jumping over everyone's head, over everyone's head. But they just kick catch all the time now. Yeah. Catch the running, the, the tech. You don't have to be like six foot four anymore to be a winger. So you'd be able to be good under the ball, right? Yeah, you're right. So the so they just trained him up. So yeah. rather than you trained him up in in probably what two thousands when just say Matty got exposed yeah. or, or a smaller winger would get exposed. I reckon coaches probably in the past would have been like, ah, mm. fuck it, get rid of him. We need yeah. a bigger wing, winger. Now they're going, all right, a guy no. like Matty Utah can give us fucking two hundred meters. We need his play twos. We need those play twos rather than just pushing them to the side. Sorry, like what could happen to Toto? Let's train him up and get yeah. his kick catch yes, right. that's what happened. That's what they said. Just just train these young kids up because of the play twos and threes are so important now. You still need that body type coming out of yardage. All you do is need to train him up in the kick catching department. Mm. You still jump out of the fucking roof. You don't have to be six foot four. You can be fucking five nine, five ten, and still get after it like that. It's all timing and everything. Like these guys are great under the ball, mate. I've, like watching, I'm thinking about Ty. I can't stop thinking about Ty and mm. Tariva now. One thing that they do really well on kick defense um, when teams are attacking their line, they really go to the contest. Like they yeah. feel like they might. Even, their timing is so good, but it's like before the attacker can get to them. So they jump up and get some contact and yeah. then able to keep their body nice and solid and still come down. It's a ball. whole session kick catching, right? Yeah. Everybody has a job from the winger to the center to the three man running people off the ball. The center's got to come across and block him, give him a free run to the ball. Like it's very methodical. Don't just think he just runs to the ball, people at home, and just catches it. Watch everybody off the ball. Everyone's got a job all the way from the guy putting kick pressure on to the middles running back, trying to run people off so you get one on one with the ball. Mm. Even just so, so that guy screaming for the ball there you just have to turn your back you're fucked you know he's already jumped jump up and get the ball like it's so methodical but they just make it look easy all the guys that can kick yeah, catch they, they just look make perfect. it look easy of course it helps if you're six foot four like israel Folau was the best prototype for that greg inglis you know like they were just like maddie king and that they were coming through but they were just so good on the timing because cooper cronk would put it on a dime what's your ideal winger then like like just say for instance if you could pick your in the modern game you look at a guy like Greg Marzu is probably a little bit taller, a bit thicker. Anything inside 10 metres, he's finishing try. Yeah. Like Brian Toto is really good at it. He's probably a little bit smaller in stature. He might be probably 5'11", 5'10", Rennie Matur 5'10". But, you know, he's obviously lighter and can defensively he can move a lot more or you've mm. got fucking Dom Youngs. Yeah, and I think, I think like, I'm going to go for, for the Toto. Yeah. He's like... Your perfect build because he's not like Marju, you know what I mean? Like Marju's a little bit more 
thicker. Yep, he's thicker. Thick. A little bit taller. Yeah, thicker. I think – is it Toto taller? Nah, he I would, don't know. I reckon Marzu would be slightly taller then. Only slightly, but I reckon just thick, that thickness doesn't allow him Toto, to be yeah. – And Toto's very agile and he can jump outside, and he yeah. can jump out of the fucking room. That's the thing. You've got to be able to jump the timing. When he gets up, he's up there with him. Hmm. Suwali. I love because he's so strong and aggressive. His play twos are so he never gets ragdolled or anything like that. He loves contact and he's brilliant in the air. And long arms to knock Very down long. tap downs for yeah. those quick tip ons. And lo- Toto's long as well. Like if people, his dimensions, he's, he, he's, he's your perfect winger. Toto stays so low and just double D's that it spooks the centers yeah. as well. So they don't end up passing because they think, all right, I'm, he's sitting, he's going to bounce and go, and then he'd still be able to go. Yeah. But then I'm thinking about like play. your play twos as well. I'm not thinking just the aerial assault. I'm just thinking like, what is he like when he's coming out of the backfield? Because well, you that- can get in front of Suili and put put one on him, even though it's fucking hard. I'm not yeah. saying do it because yeah. he might knock you out. <laughs> but if you're a big dude, you're not really worried about getting in front, putting your hips in, getting underhooks and trying to get – not trying to hit him, yeah. just manage him up and then get Someone levers. Else get him behind. Yeah. So like – but now with that um, third man in – when you're dragging them up with the leg, can't do it anymore. So you got to actually try and hit him. Yep. Um, all right. This one is another shout out. So obviously, do we to, sorry? Do we even talk about the evolution of the sort of body parts? <laughs> was he talking about? Oh wings? yeah. Let's get back to anyway. The so sorry, front, yeah. so just say with. So I was talking about the evolution of wingers. So just say when I was coming through the system, I was playing fullback, wing, center, in, and then like, and then went to the back row when I was 16, and then, uh, yeah, from then on. Then front row when I was like in the late twenties, but, you but I was in the back, so I was always doing speed work. So I was always quite mobile, like for a bigger guy. That's why I maintained speed and everything. Like that. And younger kids now, you just got to have a look, watch where they're growing. When they're sixteen, if they're six foot three or four, quite lean, big, fast, whatever. They're gonna the evolution is gonna be into the back row. Yeah, by the time they're 17, 18. and then if they get bigger, 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 like they're gonna be in the front row. What's yeah, right yeah. now? Ask Tino on the, what, what positions they were playing when they were younger. I yeah. bet they weren't playing front row. Yeah, he would have been back row. Would have been the centers when he was 14, 15 because he would have had good skills. Same as Payne Haas. And you just, you just, the bigger you get, the recruits go. You're gonna, you're gonna end up there anyway. But you yeah. just need to get all your your fundamentals, skill set, fitness, all that kind of stuff right. Then you're 17, 18. Then you're looking at that. That's what we're looking at back rowers now. That's why they're so skilled now, eh? These front yeah, rowers because they're, they're highly like back row sort of ball playing yep. as well. Some of them might have played centers. They've got nice soft hands. Yeah. They have the tip on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you that's what you're looking at. If I was looking at a young kid who was 15, 16, he was lean, he wasn't fully matured yet. You see some young kids with beards and shit like you're like, you've already hit your peak <laughs> when you're 15. If you've got a beard when you're 15, like yeah, you better be six yet. foot four. Yeah. You know, but um you look for a young kids who was like probably six three, six four, very like just like a you know, like little baby sort of thing, but long limbs, everything like that. And then you can train them into it. Yeah. And then they've got speed and they've got skills. And then like you just need to harness that and just put everything into them, like just good habits and everything, fundamentals, fitness. That's good. And point. then hopefully they come into the grade, like 17, 18, back row, rangy. And then Are you excited? Do you think it's more exciting for a player? Because I reckon if you'd told a player maybe in the 2000s, before you, you were an outlier, yeah. like you were so versatile, I'll play multiple positions. But Maybe back rowers or centers wouldn't have been keen to go in. You know what I mean? Like big body. You think about some of the big centers yeah. like Mel and and like yeah. even guys like um, you know GI playing out in the centers. Um, it wouldn't excite players. Hey, by the way, we're going to move you into the back row. Yeah. Bo Scott, center to, to back row. Um, but now with the emphasis and the money that forwards get yeah. in particular, props. Like if you're an elite front rower, elite, and you're a, if I'm a big back rower who's playing eighty minutes. Fuck, I'm probably more incentivized to go mm. get me in the middle 
it's an extra 250 grand yeah. potentially per year if you if you become an elite front row. Yeah. And you just got to watch where they're going. If they've got that extra speed, whether you can sustain the centers, man. Hmm. You know what I mean? If they've got Greg Inglis speed and Israel Folau and Mark Gajnir and like Willie Tonga's sort of speed and agility, you're like, hmm. you're not moving anywhere yeah. but outside backs. So but if you're slowing up by the time you're 17, 18, you're just progressively just going to go into the back row. Right? Hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, the game will get rid of you. You'll, you'll be gone because if you don't make all the um, all the moves, all the proper moves to get into the back row of all the forwards or you make it too late because you, you still think you're a centre because you want to score tries, mm. too late. Too late. There we go. Um, we finally got to it in the end. Yeah. We started on winners, <laughs> but we got to the middle. Um, here's another little shout-out. Just Hey, lads, just wanted to reach out from London uh, where our team, the Hammersmith Hill Hoist, have made it to the round four of the Challenge Cup. We're an amateur team and we play Halifax in a few weeks. I was supposed to announce this last week, by the way, so I think they're playing this weekend. We are the first team from the Southern Conference to make it to round four. We are a team founded by Aussie expats in 2008. Be awesome <laughs> if you could give the team a shout-out and spread the word. If anyone moving to London wants a game um, and meet some good good blokes, we're the team. So this is the beauty of the Challenge yeah. Cup like we're talking about. Got a few battlers who are uh, expats from Australia, put together a team, and they've made all the way to the How good's that? round four of Halifax. Well done, boys. I think I played against Halifax in um, when we were looking at getting demoted for Catalans in 17. So Halifax are a strong like hey. championship team. Yep. So, yeah, all the best to the Hammersmith Hill Hoist. What about the name? It's fucking tongue twister. But, uh, yeah, good luck, lads. And um, if any Aussies are moving over London, looking for a team, that's your team. Go look them up on Instagram. Um, all right, mate, let's get to some trials, eh? Uh, specifically, let's kick off with the Bulldogs versus the Storm. Um, the one thing that was very noticeable from me, mate, right from the start, a lot of shift to shift mm. uh, and a lot of new plays involved. you got a lot of – the knock on the Bulldogs is they've got all these utilities. It looked like um, – those guys who'd come over and played a lot of positions really served them well yeah. with at least the, the shape you was running early on. Yeah, it was good. I mean, like, you got to play to your strengths, right? The, the, the middles, you know, Max King was doing a job. I thought Sam Hughes was good. I like um, Sam Hughes. Farsuli was good. Yep. Like, he ran Farmasuli. hard. Farmasuli was good. The 15, he was like fucking running with some great leagues. Yeah, Polasa comes from the Dolphins, I believe. I yeah. think he was at the Titans and yeah. the Dolphins, yeah. I like him. He, he um, goes, he's just one of those guys you talked about before, mate. Like he, he just blows out. So he just got to yeah. be able to maintain for fifteen or twenty. He needs twenty five in this mm. day and age at, at high yeah. quality twenty five. But he's good. he looks like a player. But the long shifts, right? Yep. I, I, I didn't mind him. Mm. You know, like you got you got to have a lot of options coming from that, right? You got to tip, tip. There's leads to hit. You know, if someone wants to scream out of the line, so it makes your line prep. And you've got to be disciplined, right? If you want to come out and scream, try and shut it down, then you're going to hit the front guy. And you get, if you want to do, if you, your cues are wrong, if you're turning out, you're turning in, you know, there could be a dummy on, there could be someone out the back. So there's, it gives the players more options instead of just being tip, tip, hit up. Tip, tip, out the back, very uh, like your traditional sort of um, hits coming from a sideline where you can read quite easy. You know, they're coming like bang, bang, got an inside, you got outside, you got something out the back. So yeah. it's, like, it's up to the ball player. Like um, Hutchison to square up, and he, I thought he did really good. I thought they could have really nailed it. Uh, Eli Clark, I thought, had a great game. He a young nice. kid. Yep. You know, if they really nailed that right side. The weather was awful too. 
It was. It Absolutely awful weather to play in. Slippery, so then everyone just tried to like tuck it under. But So if it was a dry ball, I reckon we would have got a lot more joy on our right side. I liked – yeah, we, we both agreed on the yeah. shape when we were texting each other. Me and you were the same. Yeah. I think they needed to hit a few more leads though because I think yeah. that's why Melbourne defended them so well. It looks nice, all that shape, yeah. but you just got to hit a few yeah. more leads to keep them honest. And I in think. the game, you know, you're going to have the, on the side, you're going to have kick out on that left edge yes. who's going to be running those really good lines. He's going to make you keep straight, right? Yes, yes, And yes. then coming right, you're going to have Preston. who hits a pretty good line as well. So like – you just You're need right. to get, and they only play. He played twenty minutes, Presto. You know, I think twenty. 20 Josh something. Curran looked good in the Indigenous yeah. game too. Yeah, he looked good. So he's going to be probably him and Sam are going to be fighting that thirteen spot out. Yeah, I think it's Curran's. I thought Curran looked yeah. really good. Yeah, look fit. I and think he was. Yeah, bring, he looked. He looked pretty fit. I think you can bring Salmon off the bench, but yeah, I can see Curran playing. That role this, it'll be interesting to see what the team is this Friday. Yeah, yeah, will be. Um, Bronson Sherry. Good Love return. See, yeah. He ended up going um, a lot longer than I expected. I thought there was going to be some rust. 65 nah. of the best. Oh, yeah. he, I think he wanted to say it the whole time. Yeah. He hasn't played for four years. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you don't care how much training you're doing, how much left on right, it ain't the game. Yep. And I think it took him a little bit to get like right into that, probably about 15 minutes. And he's like, fuck, all right, all right, let's go, let's go. Mm. Yeah, it was good. Did. It was you're good because right. he did. It was, like, it was just like, oh, does it feel good? Out. Yeah. You know, like four years. Dude's been on the side for four years. Yeah. Think of that. Get contact. All right, I feel all right. Because you, you tackle. Can do, oh, I feel all right. No, let's fucking go. All right, I'm yeah. back. You know what I mean? Like it just took him. A little, took me third or fourth hit up. And he goes, "Fuck! I just need to wind up and just cop that contact. Get the leg speed." Then it started coming back to him. Nice little meeting. Yeah, to yeah, off, yeah, yeah. Sub. Like nice soft hands. Like yeah, yeah. I'm fucking. I'm back. He's back I'm baby. back. Yeah, it was good, good for him. He fucked up. He paid the price. Now he's back. He's let's just celebrate that. He paid four years on the sideline. Yeah, 100%. everyone else just ease up. Yeah, you know? I think I think everyone saw it. Yeah, but like you know, you see some fuck with this. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, man. Just, that's why I don't even look at the comments. I'm like, shut the fuck up, you yeah. know. <laughs> All right, let's speak about some of these young guns, mate. I thought in particular Bailey Haywood looked yeah, very I like impressive. Bailey Haywood, little Milky. Little I don't know milky. why they call him Milky. I don't know. It's got a he's got a bit of he's got a bit of Chris Keating about <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, he's got a mix of Chris Keating and, and someone else's face, but I couldn't quite what pinpoint a good it. Kid, he's a really good, respectful kid. I awesome, like I love like to him. hear that. The other two that looked pretty special in uh, and mind you, they're playing against Melbourne's Reggies and sort of Queensland yeah. Cuppers as well. Joseph O'Neill and jo- Josh Papali. Josh, Josh, yeah. fuck, he looks like yeah, he's got. This some, is the man. thing with the Bulldogs. Like, I think a lot of Bulldogs fans would be more. Because I guess the biggest part of getting Gus involved with the club over the last couple of years is everyone's been utilities, fucking, you know, Gus did this, you know, brought through this uh, young, younger core at the Panthers and, and you know, does he get all the credit because he left by the time they started to, yeah. um, you know, sort of go on that run. Mm. But I think a lot of Bulldogs fans are looking at these young kids, those three in particular, and going, okay, this is what Gus has been talking about. Like mm. there's... Yeah, we're still keen for the season, but... It's a big six or seven of them. It looks like there's something coming. Yeah. It looks like there really is something coming. That's why he said five-year plan. This is the third year into it. You know, so you can't be rushing, you know, like all these younger kids through because you need to cultivate them properly, get them, like, indoctrinated into the Bulldogs' culture and the way that we want to play what Ciro's trying to implement as at the club and Gus, the culture that they're trying to build, right? Yeah. And hopefully they buy into it in the next year or two. And a couple of these kids get to play first grade this year or push for a spot. See, that's what I think is important. That's what I want. Especially coming from you, Mace. Yeah. I want like – one thing I wanted to highlight talking about is I know Bulldogs fans are going to be excited about these kids, but they still are kids. Yes. They need some developing. In a perfect world, even if results aren't going well, don't force it like – 
you know, when the fans are screaming for Oluwapu mm. last year, like, get Cohen, get mm. Cohen. He's, you know, a young kid on all this money. Let, in a perfect world, you want to blood them maybe two to three games yeah. throughout the season, not together as well, and really let them develop this year and mm. then, you know, potentially take the next step the year after because they're still 19, 20, yep. all three of them. Very young, still very young. Understand with COVID as well, that set these guys back a couple of years. Yeah. Like if you weren't in that top 25, 30, what it was up in that bubble, what were you doing? Some kids just weren't playing Absolutely at all from nothing. 16 to 17. Yeah. And yeah. That, this is the product of that, yeah. these kids now. So you got to give them a little bit of time. All right. Um, I thought Melbourne's culture, really, we talked about culture before on the YouTube question. Just the same, way that they defended their line going, with all these fucking <laughs> Queensland Cup players and no one of note, no like real young players that um, have been. Uh, touted, I guess, at the club. I mean, they a shout it's out to Pappy. Pappy, yeah, shout out to Pappy. Got through forty minutes, finished with the media as well. He obviously um, has a whole. He would have played a big part in how well they defended their line. He's, I heard him talking about they call it the cage. They've even got a nickname around yeah. it, which fucking got me fired up. I love hearing that yeah. shit. But they just had a whole bunch of young kids with mixed in with Marion Seve and uh, Dina Romeo and guys that have played before in the past, but. Just the Melbourne culture, mm. just they held on for sixty minutes, twelve ten at half time. Yeah, like after come ha- on, after let the it go. All that ball, <laughs> but that just shows that their culture and what it means to play for the Storm. They just yep. don't stop. They don't stop. Yep. And Pab, good to see Pappy get through that game. Fuck he looked yeah. quick, man. He looked quick when he was on that, that little kick from um, who kicked that little ball? The uh, garlic? Um, no, 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 no. Zet no. Pezet, Pezet. Jonah Pezet. Pezet, yeah. yeah. He had, he, he had an quick. indifferent game too because there's a lot of pressure on Jonah Pezet in the sense like. He's got a lot of wraps on him. He's the New South Wales under-19s for a couple of years. He's, he's that next in waiting behind, behind Jerome and Cam and it's like played in that trial and it was shitty conditions but you mm. could see the there's going to be expectations that are building now. He's played half a dozen NRL games. He's not he played, young anymore. He's, he's, he's 21, 22? I'd say he'd be 21 but you can see that there's, there'll be internally, I think, pressure within himself just to he yeah. wants to take that next step. Because if you're comparing himself to other halfbacks coming through the system as well. Yep. Um, all right, mate. The Indigenous uh, game was on Friday the next night. Uh, the women's played. Indigenous got both games. The Indigenous women's won 26-4. Shout out to Kira Dib, uh, who won the Trisha Hina medal. She's... For, for, for Mace, I always try to give you player comps. She's like the Nico Hines of the NRLW, just as taller sort of bigger body she kicked fucking she nearly kicked a 30 10 that one was massive did you see the kick yeah it was silky (laughs) it was so good fullback just went are you serious yeah you go out she's got such a good kicking game and i i really i really wanted to highlight that because i think if you're not familiar with the women's game i was what i've been watching it closely for the last five years and one of the things in particular that they're really getting a lot better at it and it might seem super simple was Kicking games are getting so much better yeah. and goal kicking. She's dominant. She is She is really good. So shout yeah. out to Kira uh, and a massive shout out. She just keeps scoring tries, keeps running through people. Jamie Chapman. Yeah, uh, you she's remember, a beast. You remember, she's, there, you remember she scored three tries for uh, the Titans? Oh, she's the Titans centre. Against Newcastle. Yeah, she, yeah. In, in the, the grand, grand final. final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. she, she continues her good form. She takes it to the house a couple of occasions. She's unstoppable when she gets I, early ball. I think she's now taken the title as the best centre from Isabel Kelly in the yeah, in the game. So is- Isabel yeah. had that for a long time. I think Jamie Chapman is is clearly the best yeah. outside back now in the NRLW. She just keeps killing it. Um, as for the men, the Indigenous sorry, one. Sorry, 
What about the weather? That was awful for a game, man, especially the women's game. At the start there, I was just like, I was expecting some good weather. I'm like, I forgot it was being awful up there lately. Well, I thought they were, the women in particular played, they, they controlled the ball better than the men, specifically early on, considering all those girls, that they haven't started preseason training as well. They yeah. have their comp starts a little bit later, so they actually haven't started preseason comp with yeah. They their went all right. I'm just saying, like, it just didn't help with the drizzle on the ball and like this the service and I was like the dry drizzle. You just want you just want to like just a, a dry system, right? That's yeah. It. All right, let's get to the men though, mate. Twenty two fourteen. Um, my prediction for the sharks to not make the eight. <laughs> Tell the people. It looked like. Not, not, it doesn't look like it's completely in trouble, but my biggest concern is that next player outside of Nico Hines. I'm still not completely sold on Braden Trindle. Fuck, he was good. He was really good, mate. And if he can continue to play like that and combine with Nico like he did, because yeah. Nico's going to be more ball dominant, but come up with a couple of nice silky plays, then my prediction of them not making the eight is done because across the park, they're pretty solid. I was... I don't care about his attack. I worry about his defense. And he was on with he, defense. He wanted it. Eh? He wanted it. He went. In, he got a stinger too. Yeah, he come in. He come in, and like, he could easily just had a dip there. But he went in, tried to put a shot on. Come off second best. Hopefully he's all right. But um, I was more impressed with his intent so in defense. I. I don't care because he's a natural attacker. Yes, natural kicker. Fucking natural footballer. He's got everything. Just fucking get your defense down, and you'll be in the team every week. And you'll be more more than a, just a normal first grader. He'll dominate the game. Yeah, he's got the capability. He's got the silky skills, man. He's, he's got a high ceiling. Ceiling's massive for him. And if he can be that Nico and then he's that dude, like he's an actual danger. He's a threat on that right or left edge, wherever he is, the left edge. Then you're fucking talking if you're, if you're Cronulla. But if you're a one-trick pony, you just stack the other side because Nico Hines is there and you don't really care about Trindle, then you're in trouble. Yep, I agree. So when you're in, so people at home, when you're in the middle of the field and it's a five-five split, and Trindle's here, and you got Nico on that side, and you stack another kit, another another person, that's so disrespectful. The fullback sits on a half eight. Yep, and you just put it on that long side because you know it's going to Nico. That means you're in the wrong space, Cronulla fans. And but if, if that game was anything to go by, you do that. Trindle looks like he's ready. Trindle's going to take, gonna the ball. take you on. Yeah, I like it. Um, I had a, a, a friend reach out. Uh, he's a big shark supporter. Obviously, Trindle and Hines play really well uh, in the Indigenous game. Yeah. They go up 12-0 on the trial, which we're about to talk about next. Knights versus Sharks. Gave me a little wager. I won't even say – I said 250 of the best for the Sharks to make Responsibly, the of Responsibly, course. Responsibly. This is between mates. It's a lira. It's so, a lira. So we've, we've, we've got a little <laughs> bet on uh, me and a mate. Uh, so shout out to Arthur. I've got uh, – I'm still going to stick with it. The Sharks, not, not not to make the eight. But now I've put my money where my mouth is. So we'll see how we go. Um, let's get back to the rest of the game, though. Not, yeah, not only okay. the Sharks. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood, outstanding. Mm. Fuck, he's got like – he he finished – he started this game the way he finished last yeah. year. I bet they were spewing they had to let him go. But you got a kid called Isaiah Yo. He goes all right. Yeah, he goes good. So you had to, you had to let him go. Um, yeah, he's he's a dog. He goes, he gets after. He's that missing link, that paramite. You really need to get him over that over the hump. He is, when we think about Parramatta, the one thing I've sort of been like, I feel like they've lacked at times, is a dog to just do what he does. Don't stay in the system, yeah. shoot out from sea, try to bang someone. <laughs> Even if you miss, everyone else sort of just follows. Yeah, but he, gets, he comes from a good angle some, Most all of the time. time he, gets he doesn't it. put anyone under pressure, right? Yep. You know, I was, I was happy for Josh Kerr. Yeah. He's going to have a good year. He's he thrives in these Bennett games. Man, three years ago, he was in the Queensland system. 
Correct. He was in that tw- 21. And then he just fell off down to St. George. I know that a lot of things in, um, in-house, all that kind of stuff. I had a chat with him. Um, he went away and he'd probably find himself back in the Queensland jersey, I reckon. Yeah. This year, back in that squad. Well, yeah, that's reckon, huge. Because he's, he fucking, he's, got all the, he's got all the tools to be a gun. He's big, strong, and fit. He always plays well in this game, though. Bro, I know, it must I be know. About wearing that jersey. I know, for him. but like, I think Wayne can get that out every week. Yeah, okay. If cool. you get that out every week, then you get a high-level player. You get a Queensland representative. You he's, get that little diamond, man. He's six foot four. Fuck, bro. He can move. <laughs> he's got it all. He's got it all. He just needs to put it together he consistently. Needs to be, he needs to be held accountable every single week, and yep. that's what Wayne does. And felt like he's like cared about. You yep. know. These young kids need some love, man. Speaking of love and that same coach, I think is it time to just not it's time. I think everyone has appreciated him. Hammer is legit a superstar. Yeah, he's a superstar. Like multiple positions, every level he plays, yeah, he just he continues is. to get better. Like I was watching that on the weekend going. He ran out too. When we talk about the conversation, he definitely ran 100%. out. He no, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad that they let it go. Same. It was entertainment. Same. Yes. Well, yes. I watched it. It's actually like, out. Matt, that's fucking sick. That's what got me thinking. Yeah. Like, when we talk about the conversation, we talked about fullbacks, right? A couple of weeks, yeah. Queensland and New South Wales. We talked about Walsh and Ponga, and we talked about Latrell, Turbo, Teddy, Dylan Edwards. I don't know, man. Like, if I'm doing my rankings and I'm going with age, Runs on the board, tread, what mm. he's done at international level, what he's done at origin. Remember what he did to Turbo in that one game a couple of years ago shut when Turbo, he yeah, shut him shut down, him man. Down, like, man. I fucking love Hammer. I think I'd be very hard. It'd be very hard to place him, I think, in the in the top fullbacks or even outside backs. I think he's a top. He's an outside back and he can play him anywhere. If, you, Center, if you're purely wings, picking outside backs in any position, like versatility, fuck, he might be he's top. It. He's it. No, that, he's it. Yeah. Because you can play multiple yeah, positions. everywhere. And yeah. he's like world-class at every position. He's world-class. Yeah, I did not think that he was that dude. Neither like, did I. How good were those war dancers, man? Yeah, best. Marker. That was yeah. sick. Fuck, it gives me goosebumps. When Does they, they now break off into their sort of three separate... Sick, eh? And they come out and they represent oh, their... Yeah. yeah. How good was Gags on that Dane Gag guy? Yeah. See the passion that he had? Yeah. I fucking love Gags. Yeah. So he people, went after it too. People were asking questions about that, specifically on... Uh, uh, i seen some questions on... In, on Instagram pages, but also around on SEM, because he, he's he's of Maori and Aboriginal yeah. descent, so um, he's, he's cho- blessed. He, he, you get to play for represent yes. both teams, and it's, it's at the end of the day, it is an exhibition game, and you don't have to, um, you know, draw I'll, your allegiance to like exactly you know. so early. Um, I thought the Maori were were good, but they just lacked that polish. I think a big miss was Jesse Arthur's at fullback. Mm. I think when they were attacking a lot, a lot Jesse's a become a really solid first grader and winger for the Broncos, but uh, he missed a few opportunities with some yeah. nice tip-ons. Yeah, indigenous. He's a winger, man. He's indigenous, fucking runs um, hard. You know, really scrambled well, but we just lacked that polish with, polish with an out-and-out fullback at the back yeah. to finish off a few plays. Middles were outstanding. Joseph Tuppany, and Leo it, Thompson. It is not a trial game. You should just have to play this one game. If you're in this game and then straight into first grade. If you're in, if you're a vet, you don't. I've played these all star games before. We got pumped. Yeah, pumped. You played? Did you play the first yeah, ever one? Yeah, I know. I think in the 2010s, yeah. I was like, our whole the whole whole all star week is just getting on the piss. Mm. It was awful, and their <laughs> prep is so serious, and it means so much. And that's why they flicked it to. That's to why the, it's so to, much to, better now to, to the Maoris, yeah. right? To the Maoris, and like we're like 
because it didn't really mean that much mm. to us. It mm. was just to get together with a bunch of mates that you've known for the last 10 years. Yeah. And what are you going to do? Yeah, it's like a glorified trial yeah. warm-up. It's a, yeah, and then you just get out there and you get absolutely flogged. <laughs> and that, <laughs> Play at Suncorp was like 40,000 and they're like, it was like GI and, and Sammy Thiday when they had the cream of the crop, yeah. absolutely JT. flogged. Flogged. I was yeah. like, this is fuck. It's like it was unlimited interchange because yeah. we weren't like feeling that good. Yeah. And they come out at 100 and we're at like 60. Um, That's why they've got this, they had to switch it. They had to switch gears because look at it now. Yeah. Speaking of switching gears, a couple of guys I was really – obviously, Joseph Tuppen, he's been around for a minute. He's We've, man. He's uh, very high in our rankings through the middle. Leo Thompson looks like he's about to take that next step. He mm. played really well for the Kiwis at the end of the year. And uh, Xavier Willison I thought was really good yeah, as well. I know, just big. We, I know we both like Willison. Yeah. He, he just needs to find his feet. Mm. He's still a young pup, man. He's still raw as fuck. He's out. just you know once he understands the game and it slows down a little bit. Yeah, it might be when he's getting off, when he's coming off the bench. It's just fucking everywhere, right? He's in the middle and he's got he thinks he has to do everything and dominate the game. Once it slows down to him in about two years, or maybe even quick, he's he's going to be a big problem. He's a problem. Big problem. Yeah, they've got a, they've got some good oh, young fucking big boys. Good leg speed. The he looks like he want, fucking goes after it. He's, he just needs his legs and his mind to like, you know. Yeah. He wants to smoke. All, all together, right? He and then once he does is when he's like 22, yeah. something like that, he's going to be a problem for the NRL. Yeah. You think Big Nasty was was a problem a couple of years ago? He's he's that but fucking leaner. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, mate. The Knights uh, on the first game of Saturday pumped the Sharks 44 to 18. It was a slow start. Sharks started really well, actually. But definitely the uh, the difference was the spine for uh, the Knights. O'Brien's got a bit of a decision to – it's it's always a good headache. We talk about iron sharpens iron all the time. But they've got some genuine – I like Cogger. Contention. You, I said why. Yeah, I like Cogger. He's, like, he's, he's, he's come back to Newcastle. He's a Newcastle junior, mind you. Yes. With a different swag. Totally different. Premiership winning, been in the system for about two years down in, in Penrith. Yeah. He want, he, he, he's gone to Newcastle going, I'm going to fucking start in the halves. I'm not here to start on the bench or be your, like, your little third man in or anything like that. No, 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 no. I'm coming for Gambles or Hastings spot. Correct. That's it. So You guys fit around me. I think, I think what's important is you're right. He was at Penrith. He signed at the back end of the season when the Knights were on the run. So when he signed, despite what even conversations he might have been having with O'Brien – in his mind, he's going, I'm leaving Penrith, like a good system, mm. where I'm potentially a bit, like obviously going to be a backup behind Jerome for a bit. And he would have been going, I'm signing the Knights because I can take one of those spots. No, I'm a Newcastle junior too. Yeah. And I yeah. love Newcastle. I'm 26 years old. I'm in my peak. I'm not coming here to play off a 14 spot for three years. He's there to start. I thought Hastings was fucking really good. Hastings was really good in that game. Um the, the interesting part, though, is fucking Will Price come off the bench and he looks like a fucking tearaway as well. So that 14 jersey that potentially mm. – uh, what's his name? We are just talking about him. The uh, fucking – Cogger. Cogger. Oh. Cogger or uh, Gamble could potentially play 14. I think Gamble it, could play 14 or 6. He could just come off and just be a dog. He can play 9. He can play everywhere, yeah, man. Yeah, That's yeah. – that's probably going to be his problem because he's not a genuine six, right? He can yeah. play four. He can play fourteen. Come on, anywhere in the back line and just be really disruptive. He can even play because his energy's mad. Yeah, like, and he's very beloved up there as well. They yeah. love him as a teammate. So, do you have Hastings and Cogger as your half? No, you don't. So, I'd rather Cogger and Gamble. 
That's interesting. You got to. I think you for sure there are going to be a lot of Knights fans that would have Hastings know. in there. It's a tough one, right? Know. Because you know what yeah. makes it more tricky. I think it was pretty clear cut that you go Hastings and Cogger or Hastings and Gamble, but he's definitely thrown a spanner in the works because. If you weren't to play either one of them, yeah. you could have played one of them on the 14, but then Will Price looks like mm. he could be a real X factor in the 14. And I get it if you're going to be loyal if you won the comp, right? Yeah. You got to a certain part and you got pumped by the Warriors because of the disruption in the halves, right? Something was happening there. No one really you know, went after it. It's not like you, if they won the comp, you'd be like 7-6, lock, gamble, you just have to fit in Cogger. Yeah. But he's not coming there off a premiership win. Like They had a great run last year. They won 10 in a row, 11 in a row. KP went on a fucking great, too, it went on game. a great run, right? Yep. And then they just come unstuck. So that something's missing. Did Hastings play in that game? He didn't, know. Eh? No, Hastings sure. didn't play in that game as well. I'm saying in the halves, it just yeah. sort of fell, fell apart. Yeah. The direction and everything like that. Cogger can maybe put that in. Yeah, with his, with his like his experience winning a competition and playing well in the back end of the year, we'll find out this week. Yeah. I want to see what the team list is going to be this week. I'm really intrigued to see what the Knights are because, um, yeah, some good issues there. Even in the back row, Dylan Lucas is really good, and Jed Cartwright was good on Lucas the right. Lucas is good. So I think those two will be generally they'll be good. They'll be good this year. Yeah, the Knights. Yeah, they just need to figure out that problem really quick, like round one. Yes. Not not wait to not round six and it. be three and three and then like or be back and they go swapping and changing. Swap and sh- yeah, yep. you can't do that. He needs to go. Okay, who? What fits well for this club? What's how? What do we look like in two years or whatever? Like in the halves because they need to make a decision. in The halves, don't they? As in With seven and six, like they got ga- like Gamble and Hastings. Gamble, yes. Hastings and Cogger, one of them has got to go. Yes. And so, what they don't want to do is start slow like they did with KP playing six last year and before they figured it out because yeah. they come home so strong. Yeah. They want to keep that momentum and they want to have that locked in nice and early. Yeah. And whoever it isn't, then they've just got to be a good fucking clubman and be ready if their number oh, they, does yeah, get called. Yeah. Um, I thought big Tom Hazleton was good for Cronulla. A couple of young kids played well as well, but nice little tip on that led to that try down the right edge. Uh, if he adds that to his bag, that's a, a new little – Good little overs, wasn't um, Yeah, nice little overs, nice little tip on. So um, apart from that, Sharks got pretty much dominated in the second half. So. It was a sloppy game in the first 20. Nothing and he put crazy. me off rugby league forever. It was about 15 errors. Like just so <laughs> fundamental. I was just mentioning, what is wrong with you? I know, I get it's hot, right? And it was awful. But like, it's not like you've never played in that position before when it's hot and muggy. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. And it just wasn't just the job. It was just the fundamental jobs, right? Your yeah. coach is just like, what are you doing? Like, you fucking catch that. You've been doing that all preseason yeah, for your whole career. We were texting each other and you're like, like no, this isn't good yeah. enough. You first it's graders. Get for fucking, if that was a trial game for like Coogee Dolphins or something like that, hmm. not NRL level. This is NRL standard. Yeah. Um, all right, mate. The next game was the Roosters. Same venue against the Seagulls. Seagulls put up a real good fight considering Roosters had a really strong 21-man squad. My concern with the Roosters again – we, all, we always talk about iron sharpens iron. Mm. I, there's, there's a part of me that thinks this could be a problem with the Roosters because I think they've too got Too much more, iron? Too much <laughs> iron, too much established iron or players of potential iron mm. that are going to make things confusing because I looked at that team. That team was way too good to be down against Manly early on and then yeah. also you know, just before halftime. And it looked like the Seagulls were more cohesive with a younger team and Roosters were still trying to – figure out how not to get in each other's way. That mm. was my – it's only trials yeah. and it's the first game, but I'm really high on the Roosters this year and mm. I was watching that going, they need to figure that out straight away. Yeah. I think what I was happy with – the only bonus I bought out of that is Teddy looks like he fucking went after it. Freddy's, he played 70 minutes. Not Freddie. Teddy's keen. Oh, no, Teddy's he's pissed keen. off. 
You get that out of Teddy every week. That's massive. Yeah. He led from the front, man, the whole way. And I get it, man. There's a lot of combinations that need to be worked out. They've got like Wong coming off the bench with Crichton. Those combinations on that left edge with Walker and the out ball with Crichton. Like maybe just switch it up a little bit. Run like diff- different lines. Right? That out ball is very easy to defend. Yeah. Especially if you've got Crichton on the left edge who's a right arm carry and you keep going with an out ball. There's no offload or anything like that. You're just going to stick it in there and the defender hits you right on the ball. The difference with Crichton in the pass, he starts the game, he punches that hole really hard two or three times and then he yeah, hits he it on should, the and, and, and when But and because he, he comes from the up, middle, because he come from playing in the yeah. middle, he just tried to force it too early. You know, and just that's ball playing as well. Like if Sam... Walker and he just straightened up a little bit, and they both broke off their rights, and then bang, a bit of an underplay because he had him, he had him guessing. He's got it in the bag. Yeah, he has. Yeah. It's just, it's just the timing and everything like that. But you know, they need to. Know. That's what trials are for. You yeah. try the little out balls, and then like maybe once or twice, and then get him going out because he had him going out, and then you just break off your left, straighten back up. He would have got them both if Sam Walker straightened up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where it's going to be tricky. They're trying to figure out the positions again. They're not going to have another trial before round zero. They're playing the first game against the Broncos over there, mm. so it's going to be a big test. The Roosters can't afford to start slow. And with that, with that line, like you know the out ball and the line, like if you're not a genuine left arm carry, you can get that right palm out. It's a fucking easy tackle for you. Yes. You know I'm going out. You just keep your body in front. I Chop catch the ball and I'm not even swapping hands or anything. Like, and you're just hitting the ball. And it's even harder to like get an offload as well. Yes, because you you know if you're a right arm carry on the right uh, right side and I'm getting an out ball, this is coming out. Right, that it's either there or there. Yeah, you know, like you got to put him in the right hand. And Crichton runs great lines. I'm not saying he's not a left side back row, but he can he can play both. Manu come off the bench. Are you any clearer with who the back five five is? So just for context, Billy Smith started left center. Swart Lee started right center. And when Joseph Manu come in before Dom Young got injured, mm. Swart Lee was the one to be moved. So yeah. if I'm trying to predict who's <laughs> going to miss out, for me, it looks like Swart Lee. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Because Billy Smith went after it as well. I, lo- I love the fact good. that they knew, like, that would have been, like, all cool before the game. She good luck. And I'm fucking going after this. Yeah. Every run's my last run because I want to be in Vegas and I want to be here round one because yeah. we have a genuine shot this year if everyone's on. And that's if uh, Dom Prayers Young. Prayers go out to, to Dom Young. Yeah. Hope you're all right, mate. I think it was just precautionary. It's precautionary. Because that was the crusher with um, – Siblings. He's going to miss round one? Oh, he's going to miss round one? Okay, Luke, he's just Fuck, updated. I didn't think there was anything in that. Well, where's Sipley supposed to go? Is he supposed to disappear? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a fucking especially tough for one, big man. Bodies, especially for guys that And he did not. And he didn't have his head under and crush him on purpose. He was just there and, and Dom Young's twisting around. And it's like, where's he supposed to go? I, I agree with the rule because you've got to have player safety and, of course, he's missing. But it's, it is really tough. For people that are watching sometimes – for big guys to move the bodies when you're trying to control the ruck on those big guys. Dom Young has made a career of the last couple of years of finding his front, quick play the balls, getting the team on the front yeah, foot. So you've you got to try to control. Explain to everyone at home, right? Like you, you, you're trying to stay tight, trying to stay as tight as you can to Dom Young the whole way to the ground. Lost a little bit of separation and then if, if you lose the separation, Dom Young flips around, finds his front, you lose the tackle, mm. Right. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to stay tight. But, like, he didn't know that Dom Young was going to be in that position. No. And I, just, I feel so sorry quickly. for Sips. It's happened so, it's happened so quickly. And um, I feel sorry for Sips because well, he trained that way, but you, you don't mean for anything like that to happen. Yeah, there's a good chance he misses then round yeah. one as well. Yeah. He got yeah. four weeks, Lukey. Far out. 
Hey, you're on fire today, Luke. You're getting this shit fucking pumping. Yeah, I just feel sorry for it because it must be that extra no, BSC you've been pumping. No intent with it, right? I'm like, fuck, where is he supposed to just disappear or lose the tackle? <sighs> I'm four I'm, weeks. That could, that's quite like, just say if he plays reserve grade all year, gets injured. Touch wood, it doesn't happen. Mm. Fuck's his season up, man. Mm, yeah, I know. I know, I, I know. I, this, it is the rules are rules. And I'm, 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 all, I'm all for a player safety and stuff, but like, he can't just disappear. He's was, a fucking big man. I was speaking to Sips the other day at the the RLPA event that I was at, and he was man. so keen for Vegas. And he'd been training that because he Bro, did look, his pec, and he trained so hard to get back in time with his pec, and now he's going to miss captain four games. as well. I get it if you like if you're careless, yeah, you know all those sort of plays, but not when you're like he was just trying to do the right thing. Um, speaking of Vegas, Schuster was ruled out before the game. Seabold said he's going to play in the trial next week against the Broncos, which will be predominantly Queensland Cup players because. Both teams are taking – both of the starting lineups or the majority of the squad are travelling to Vegas a couple of days before that trial. Bad time for Schuster to start off with? Yeah. Well, he needs to get that calf right, man. That could derail his whole the whole season. Mm. So, like, even if he misses Vegas, tries to push for round one, I'd be, I'd be probably leaning towards that more. I just don't think – I just – I wouldn't risk it. I just wouldn't risk him. He's, just, he's too talented and a calf injury could fuck his season up. Flying back and forth yeah, from Vegas man. is not going to serve well. It's a big thing. Either, like if he it? doesn't get through that game and play the way that you want him to play, regardless of the the level up there, if it's Q Cup or not, they're still going to go after him. Yeah, you know, I want to see him get through 70, 80 minutes, some ball playing, some like getting into the the defense line, driving through it. You know, because like, yeah. otherwise you go out there with a you know with a dinner suit. Ideally, on. he'd love to be playing Vegas. I think this is one for sure. Where all right, have a good hit out next week in the trial. The boys play round zero. Benny Travojevic and that's been going all right on that left edge. Get ready for round two because then you have a bigger break as well. Um, Manly scored the try of the year already. Do tries, trials count for tries? Yeah, which one was that? <laughs> the one uh, where they did the flick pass out the back. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, I'm only of course it's your, it Do counts, trials count? Like when, you, when, you're like, you, when you're in the playing group and one of the does boys it, Does come, it count? <laughs> only Ogre, Ogre would count. He counts training tries. <laughs> Um, all right, mate. The Raiders uh, beat the Eels thirty-eight to sixteen. Some really exciting um, talent coming through at Canberra. Uh, I thought there was young talent on both sides, but a couple of more experienced players look really good. I thought James Schiller was really good, yeah. uh, and he's uh, looks like aggressive. They look big. Canberra always look big. Did so did Parramatta look good? Typical. Off a hickey, Ogden looked yep. really good. Yep. Always surprises me how, like, just say, like, Widamu Greg, right? He looks like – I think he's primed to have a big year. And then yeah. he gets put on the bench for, like, a trial game. Does that mean that the eight and Ogden are ahead not, of him? Not necessarily. The, I don't think on so. On the depth charts? I don't think so. No, I think um, – and I've got no idea. I'm just like, I wouldn't put – like, if you think of it, Joey Manu was in the 18th jer 18 jersey mm, for the Roosters. Joey Manu, but uh, – That's true. That mm. is true. I've looked at some other teams. Um, Gold Coast actually had their – uh, like Cleese Haas, Isaac Fasul Malawi on the bench. They might but start this week, right? But they would probably be fighting for a bench spot regardless. So maybe it's they, sorry, sorry, maybe yes. keep Widemu Greb on the bench because that's the role he's going to yes, play once the season starts. Yeah, are they thinking that deep? Maybe. Coaches, yeah. Because I reckon Widemu Greg's part of their best 17. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. But that, that, that'd be the only thing that makes sense. Mm. It's like, why wouldn't you just start him? Like, because he could potentially start, but you got your starters in red. He gets and a big menace. There's no him. way, like, even if he start, if he played man of the match games for every trial, you're still starting junior and, and red, aren't you? Yeah. So, yeah. It makes sense. Um, I thought Pasami Solo was really good. Solo. solo. Yeah, the mullet. Um, good. Yeah, it's Solid. It's a, it's a throwback. It's um, Brad McKay. Brad McKay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ren and, Ren and I were, told, yeah. we're watching yeah. the footy come over for dinner on the Saturday. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's he schools Brad Mackay. Yeah, Brad it's Mackay longer, had a beautiful mullet. It's almost like in between Brad Mackay and Dylan Watson as the Lesnar. Yeah, he's he's coming after the throne. Yeah. Whatever, it's curly. He's got some uh, real yeah. bounce Thick, in there. Yeah, Thick, he wants that head bounce. and shoulders. Yeah. Uh, sponsorship. That's for sure. Um, that's a Mar- Mariota. Yeah, he's a player good, of real man. potential. Um, the young kids were okay. Uh, I thought Ko Weeks was pretty good. Uh, Ethan Strange. Uh, and Ethan Sanders, the two young halves, had their moments, but they looked a little bit scratchy. Mm. But, yeah, really loved Kelma Tuolangi. Thought my, Morgan Harper was pretty good. Morgan Harper I looks better with the cut too. I didn't, I didn't know it was him. Yeah, he like looks he more mad, business. Mad flick. Like I was like, that was that kid Morgan Harper? I said, oh, that's good on him. Yeah, yeah. I was happy <laughs> for him because yeah. everyone thought his career was done after Talica I got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he looks good. He looks Brad, good. Brad be- will be good for before. Before he, that's what he looks like before the Talakai game. Yeah, that's what he was looking like for a couple he of years. Was, he was. He was looking good. He was ascending, wasn't he? Yes. Now he's back. He had a few good games at Manly, but people like, especially specifically the Manly fans, couldn't get over that one performance. So every time he played he had to and made an error, they'd just be like, "Ah, fuck!" You know, like it was just ingrained in people. So yeah. I think a change will be good for him. Yeah. Um, I thought Noel Martin is a t- he's the guy that come off the bench with the mullet for the for the Raiders. Yeah, he's a got lot of mullets, man. Mate, he's that fucking Raiders. Dog. I don't. You might not have watched the back end of the game, but he's just a typical Raiders Ricky Stewart dog coming off the bench. So I watched about be- honestly. I watched about 60, 70, 70 minutes. Like third third quarter. Yeah. Like of most games, I was like, oh fuck, it's killing me. Especially Super Saturday got by this time on Super Saturday. I was. All right, well, let's finish off the last game and that's it. And then we'll get to the Sunday games on Thursday as well. The Rabbitohs defeat the Dragons 28-6. The scoreline blew out. Dragons were pretty good to begin with. My problem that I can envision now with the moves of Jack Bird going to the right with Zach Lomax, when they had all that ball and they were trying to attack nice and early, they just kept on trying to feed them. So this might be the problem. Like Flano's obviously had a conversation with Lomax and Bird. I'm going to move you to the centres. I'm going to move fucking Lowy on the outside of you. Now they're trying to. They could be trying to force it. Well, you've got to. You still got to stay balanced. You know what mm. I mean? Like, Flano might have had the conversation like, "Hey, we're going to play you on the wing, but we're going to get you heaps of ball. And um, you know, anytime we get you know any, anywhere near the red zone, we're going to put a kick up to you because yeah. he's really good in the air too, Lowy. Um, but I felt like they forced us a little bit too much. And then when it didn't go their way and they couldn't score any points, they looked a little bit frustrated. Yeah. You could see some of the players already were in the. Oh, here we fucking again. go, sort of. But uh, like, it wasn't until halftime that Rabbitohs no. got some points, and then they really kicked on in the second half. Defensively, they were on. They were keen. That's what I said. 40, 50 minutes of these trials, all you need to watch to see what they're going to be like during the year. Mm. Flanagan and Hunt need to work it out. Yep, for sure. Hunt needs to dominate everything. Well, he he said after the game uh, in an interview that he's going to give leeway and give Flanagan more opportunity so he can play off the cuff a little bit more. Do you like that, or would you rather go? I just want Hunt to play like Ben Hunt. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't need him to change his game at all. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think so. Whoever like he's played three hundred games. Whoever comes in is yep. Flanagan. You make sure you make all the right, right moves to make sure you fit. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like just just simpler down Flanagan. Just cross your back rolls. Hit, hit early ball to Bird. All that kind of stuff. Let him attack. Bird's not that sort of dude. He's going to shake you out in that right side. No, he's he going to run, to run really good up. lines, man. So Flanagan get to the line square up. With his back rower, with a fullback out the back, with with Bird there, so then nice you have some really good shape. Get yeah. get Sloan some boy earlier because he's a, yeah. he's probably the better ball player out of even oh, well maybe not Hunty, but out of yeah. the three he can make that nice little yeah. cutout pass too. And right? even if it's just say in the middle of the field, wide ball to just say Ben Hunt lead someone out the back, someone out the back. You know what I mean? Like Sloan needs to get the ball, so he's playing that three on two with Bird and Zach, yeah. and fucking Birdie's just. 
banging outside in lines. The more Sloan gets it, squares up, plays short, plays short to Birdie running that nice yep. tough line, then go that Lomax. Yes. But I felt like they wanted to go Lomax, Fucking you've got to hit – exactly. Yeah. You've got to hit Bird because Bird's tough, man. He loves those lines there. And just hit him a couple of times. You've got to play chess, not checkers. Mm. Bang, bang. You might get it about five or six times down there. You want to get that many opportunities. So when you do get them, make sure you play the right one. See, that's another part of trials too that players don't – forget sometimes when they start trials is because they only get 50, 60 minutes, they want to get their fucking play that they love and you get to build into that in a normal game but because if you know you're only going to play 40 minutes, you go, oh, I need to force yeah. this. I need to get to that play that I really like. That's my bread and butter. All I know, if, if I'm that left side defensive south and you see Flanagan coming towards you and you can see the play coming on, you just come up. If he doesn't in, if he doesn't engage you as a defender, you just come up and fucking slide. So then Birdie's getting two people on him. He's getting cast to catch a ball in traffic, slowing out the back. Everyone just comes through the line. Mm. There's, you're not doing anything if you're not squaring anything up. Yeah. Um, I thought Jai Gray was pretty impressive. A little, uh, little tearaway that come off the bench for South once they started going to roll, but you their middle was – Jacob Gagai. Yeah, Jacob Gagai Fucking was good. Gags, yeah. man. Gags I remember playing in Newcastle. He was a baby. Yeah. He was like 14 when I was up there. Yeah. Now he's a young man. He's, I'm, he's I'm, so, I messaged him last week, years. man. I mean, oh, uh, yesterday I said, fucking good on you, kid. Yeah. He was always in uh, Gags' like, show. He was a little brother. Didn't really think that much of him. I didn't know that he was that good a player. Yeah. He, he carved kept up last on, year for but he kept on, But he kept on playing. I was, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's got something here. He for must sure. have been in the lab this preseason. Fucking faster, stronger. More intent. He was playing, ran the ball proper, man. He was playing golf with Troll that time. I said I seen him a couple of weeks. Good kid, man. Troll. I told you how fit Troll looked, yeah. and, and he looked fit in the Indigenous game. He might have Gags to slide, slide in there somewhere, Gags. Well, no Jack White, no Campbell Graham, and no Tyrone Munro for the first game against Manly in round zero. Yeah, so there's an opportunity there. for so him. So there's an opportunity for him to go. Come on, I need this spot. Got to fit me in somewhere. Yep. That's what it looks like. It looks like it's happening. Another big performance that I thought he was really good in his debut was Sean Kepi through the middle. Kepi's yeah. got through a shitload of work. Are they, and the, was, are, they the, are they the answer you starting props for South? Uh, no, I think it's – I think potentially Kepi could start because they like Tommy Burgess off the bench. So you get Tavita Totola. You come out with some intent. And Kepi in the front row with – my bad. The intent was good. Yep. From both sides. I watched till half time, 50 minutes. I'm like, okay, well, I thought – St. George showed enough promise to go, okay, we're not going to be like bottom feeders this year. But like, they're going to battle every game. Yeah, I don't they're know. Battle. I, I'm still slightly concerned about them. I think uh, – They're a tough team, I, man. I, I think the, the trouble now with the Dragons and what I alluded to, once they sort of started to struggle and didn't score any points, and it's been sort of roughly the same roster now for a couple of years and they haven't had too many changes like your Bulldogs. Mm. Because when you get – new players, there's new hope and there's more like, don't worry, we can get through this. Once you've been that team like the Dragons have been for like three years, you start going, this is here it. we go again. That's what's going to happen a yeah. lot. But they're still going to be tough. Yeah. And they will look, Flano yeah. teams, there'll be a different style and he'll have them up for Moses, most games. It's Moses just, Suley look fit. Yeah. He look like like some of their players. I just look at like how fit they look right now. It's the fittest they're going to look all year. Yeah, for sure. And if you can get Suli like that right now, like he's he's going to be dangerous, man. He just re-signed as well. So, yeah, um, yeah Flano, he must be loving His what he's doing. ceiling seen. is to here. Move, to, move, to move Lomax from the w to the wing and keep mm. Moses Suli in the centres says a lot of what, about yeah. what Moses Suli has done in the offseason. All right, mate, we'll get to our preview on the games, the new trials. Really excited to see what the teams are like, yeah. like tomorrow. And I will touch on the other three games that we missed Sunday. I'm going to re-watch that over right. the next couple of days. Yeah. See you Thursday. All right.